Hello, friends. It's Patty. Um, when I was seven years old, uh, I did something that I was embarrassed about and beat myself up about for probably several years after it happened. Uh, I wanted to have a piece of this lemon meringue pie that my stepmom had made. And it was bedtime for me uh, when it finally came out of the oven and it had to cool. You know, lemon meringue pie, you know, you eat it cold. And uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it was time for me to go to bed. I wasn't going to get a piece of this pie. So after um, I'd gone to bed and everybody tucked me in, they all went out, the, the adults were in the TV room. Uh, my parents were watching television. I snuck back into the kitchen and I moved, because I was never really a meringue person, but I really wanted that lemon part. So as it was cooling, I, I scooted the meringue over and I dug in with a spoon to eat some of the, the lemon part. And, but it was kind of dark in the kitchen. I couldn't see really well. So I thought I'd take that pie into the bathroom with me. And I shut the door to the bathroom. We never had a lock on our bathroom door. We had one bathroom. When I was seven, we had um, a three-bedroom house with one bathroom. And so I went into the bathroom and I sat on the toilet. I closed the toilet lid. I sat on the toilet and I put the pie in my lap. And I proceeded to keep moving the meringue aside, thinking that somehow I was going to disguise the fact that anybody had gotten into this pie because I had moved the meringue over and I was eating the, the lemon part. Okay, so... Flash forward to the fact that my stepmom obviously figured out what I was doing in there. She tried to open the door. Now, our bathroom was fairly small. So I sat on, I was sitting on the toilet and I put my feet up against the door so that she couldn't come in. And she was trying to open the door and I'm pushing with my feet and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to figure out, oh, I, how can I, there's no way I can hide the pie. Boy, did I get an ass whooping when she came in there. <laughs> but the worst part about it, that wasn't the worst part. The, the whooping was not the problem. It was the fact that she thought it was so hilarious that I did this terrible thing, which I was mortified. She laughed about it and told almost everybody we knew. Every time somebody came over the house for like the next week, she would tell them the story about what I did. So I was absolutely mortified. The thing is, is she got over being mad at me quite fast, actually, but I beat myself up over. I was humiliated and I beat myself up over being, I was a naughty little girl. <laughs> so, I mean... The thing is, is all joking, all joking aside, we, we do tend to hold on to things a lot longer and beat ourselves up. And we don't forgive ourselves for the errors we make and the mistakes we make. You know, this was just a small example of how I felt terrible for a really long time. Um, I, I, all through my life, anytime I'd done anything, whether the teachers were upset with me or my dance instructor told me I didn't do something right or... I'd heard a friend's feelings, um, or, you know, even into my adult life, um, if I made a mistake at work, um, if I upset somebody at work, or if I upset one of my friends somehow, or if I got in an argument with my spouse, I have always tended to hold on to the fact that, you know, I made a mistake and I really didn't even, it's like I beat myself up over it. I would, I would play this scenario over and over in my mind about how badly I screwed up instead of letting it go, instead of like leaving it in the past, I would hang on to it. And it was just something that was pretty crippling. And I think a lot of us um, probably have the same kind of tendencies. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is forgiving yourself. And um, so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today in this episode. So hang tight. We got a lot more coming up. Are you in midlife or beyond looking for something more? Are you curious about what might light you up in the second half of life? 
I think it's time for you to rediscover your desire to live a more joyful life. After all, don't we all deserve to live a vibrant and adventurous life? Isn't that what you signed up for? Welcome to Beautiful Second Act Podcast, where we are all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. If you're on a journey to find your truest and highest self, then this is the place for you. Join me for some insightful conversations with inspiring people that dream big and no matter their age are seeking the things that motivate them. People that are answering the call to live fully. You'll also hear some of my personal stories about creativity and growth. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. So welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Second Act Podcast. I am Patty Diener, your host. I, you know, I don't even remember exactly how this topic came to me the other day, but I was thinking about it and I was thinking about forgiveness and about basically, I guess, how much I've changed. Um, I heard something uh, from someone that they were talking about forgiveness and about uh, giving up the hope that it, that the past could be any different. And I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But when I started thinking about it, I thought, damn, you know, most of my life, and even still today, I really struggle with it, but not nearly with the intensity that I used to experience it, you know, in the past. Um, but forgiving myself um, has always been something I've struggled with. Um, you know, I guess that comes, stems from me being a people pleaser. But also, I think that it also stems a little bit from trying to be, you know, as good of a, per, you know, a good little girl, a good person, good as you can possibly be. You know, I hate disappointing people. I absolutely hate disappointing people. And I think that that's probably, um, you know, from being a people pleaser, that's one of the biggest things is, you know, people tend to forget your mistakes way before you do, way before you forgive yourself, because, you know, you hold on to every mistake you've made in the back of your brain. And um, I'm trying to change that. And I've been doing so much better, uh, probably this last five years, especially. But, um, you know, one of the most difficult things that I've had to learn over the years was how to forgive myself. Um, I believe that most people are probably just like I am in that, you know, when we err, when we fail, uh, we embarrass ourselves or others, or uh, maybe we hurt someone that we care about. It's not only difficult to forgive ourselves but we also tend to hold on to the scenario like a bulldog with a with a bone. You know how you just you just can't seem to let it go, and um, you know when it just plays over and over in your minds like a bad movie or like a nightmare, and and it's something that we can't t- seem to wake up from. I gotta tell you, it's that is something that robs you of your joy. It's something that keeps you from um, moving forward and from being your best self. And um, I really have been working hard, I'd say, like I said, about the the last five years with letting the past stay in the past. And part of that is learning to forgive and not just forgiving others, but forgiving myself. Forgiveness can be hard no matter who we're trying to forgive. But when the person we need to forgive is ourselves, I think that that's probably the hardest one of all. But folks, you know, life is really messy you know, we're human. We make mistakes. Uh, we make the wrong choices. We fall short. But, you know, the best thing is that the sun's going to rise again tomorrow. <laughs> no matter how badly we've screwed things up, the sun will rise. And so we get another chance, right? Okay, so when this happens, when we get a second chance, you know, when sun rises <laughs> and we have to start all over, um, 
we can, you know, when we, when we ask forgiveness of others, we can go on and prove our feelings of remorse with, you know, our actions to rectify the situation. But in order to fully move on from the problem, we have to be able to forgive ourselves as well. So how, how can we do this? You might be asking yourself. All right. It all starts with grace and acceptance of what is. This is the thing I've been working on with myself is learning to give myself grace and learning the acceptance of what is. Okay. What do I mean by that? So the one thing that we really cannot do is go back in time to change what has already happened. Okay. We're not Superman. (laughs) We cannot fly and, and move time backwards on the planet. All right. We have to learn acceptance for what is instead of sitting and wishing that the past could be different. So that is the first step. And the only way that you can give yourself that acceptance is through grace. You know, give yourself that grace. And like I was saying earlier on um, this saying that came to me and I I remembered that I thought, God, that's a really great saying. Um, And I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Dr. Gerald Jampolsky, I think that's how you say his last name. He said that forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. And that's really what it is. Because forgiveness, you guys, it's not what I used to think it is. I mean, forgiveness is not what I thought it once was. Um, how can I explain this? Well, let's just talk about let's just talk about acceptance here for a second. Once you've sat in and embraced acceptance, you can allow yourself the grace that you'd give to a best friend, right? So don't be so hard on yourself. Because after all, everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> my dad used, my dad used to say that all the time. He, you cannot escape you, right? You have to be with you for the rest of eternity, right? So be kind to yourself, and realize that you're worthy of forgiveness, just like you, if you're a kind heart, would forgive others. And I know that there are some acts in this world that some of us feel like are just unforgivable, but. If it's you that you have to forgive, you are going to be with you forever. You have to you have to be able to learn that acceptance part through grace to be able to move forward. So uh, the next thing that I would recommend is to stop that mind wheel that plays the scenario over and over again. That's how you can get to acceptance. Because when you keep bringing it up, bringing it up, you're like, you know, beating a dead horse thing, that does not help you to be able to move forward. You have to tell yourself that it was an experience. Whatever it was that you have to forgive yourself for, just say it was an experience that taught you something. And it's part of growing on this earthly plane. So just let it stay behind you and then move forward with positive thoughts and positive feelings. And when that terrible, you know, mind wheel rears its ugly head and it wants to play over again for you again and again, you have to tell yourself, I forgive myself for these thoughts and now I choose another thought. Get yourself busy. That's that's another thing. Gosh, just get yourself busy doing something that makes you feel good about yourself. Do something positive. Because when you're doing something positive, your thoughts and your feelings will follow that instead of staying in that horrible, you know, mind movie that plays in your brain. Hey gang, just a quick break to tell you about my book, After the Fire. If you haven't grabbed your copy of this book yet, I highly recommend you do. After the Fire is a romance novel based on the real-life events of the 2015 Valley Fire that happened in Lake County, California, where I live. 
And if you're wondering how a romance novel can be portrayed within the tragedy of a horrific fire, well, I'll tell you that my characters are to the Valley Fire what Jack and Rose were to the Titanic. It's about two grieving people, a tragic fire, and one small community that won't be defeated. After losing his fiancée in a car accident, embittered contractor Gabriel Hart is sent to Lake County to aid in the cleanup effort after the Valley Fire burned more than a thousand homes. Local girl Sarah McKinney struggled with a failing marriage when she was suddenly widowed with the loss of her young husband. Neither was looking for love, but for Gabe and Sarah, it was attraction at first sight. Only the opportunity to meet passes them by. Second chances are fortuitous when Gabriel is working to clean the home site of a fire victim and he sees Sarah again. With each having experienced unimaginable loss, the two form a bond that soon ignites into passion. But will haunting pasts, long distances, and a secret Sarah keeps stand between their true love? In this story of catastrophic loss, community support, and renewed hope, two souls try to mend their broken hearts while assisting those who lost virtually everything in the fire. So you can get after the fire in either paperback or ebook from Amazon, or go to my website at pattydeanerwrites.com to learn more. Links will be in the show notes. Another thing here, this, I think this is helpful. Uh, we cannot serve others in life if we're tortured by the past. So you have to be able to let it go. You know, to heal your spirit with love and kindness for yourself. Let it go. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched her videos. And I'll probably say her name wrong because I'm really terrible with these things. But um, I think it's Ayanla Van Zant. She said, until you heal the wounds of your past... You will continue to bleed. Let me tell you that again. Until you heal the wounds of your past, you will continue to bleed. Okay, so if you are losing your life force through this negative energy that you're, you know, carrying around that suitcase of of regret from, you know, something you have to forgive yourself for, set that shit down. Move forward. Okay, stop letting your life force bleed out of you for beating yourself up. There's so many things in life that are, like I said, most people have already moved on and forgotten about it. And you just hang on to things from either being embarrassed or you made a mistake and you're so scared that others are judging you for it. You know, we're just, I hate to tell you, but you're just not that important. (laughs) We're just not that important. We are so egocentric that we tend to think that all of the mistakes that we have ever made were never going to be forgotten by anybody. It's so not true. People are a lot more busy than that. They don't have time to sit around and stew about your mistakes. And quite honestly, the people that do hang on to the mistakes that you've made, um, if it affects them directly, like I said, the best thing you can do is just prove your remorse through your actions of positivity to correct it. But don't beat yourself up over it because really you're not serving anybody by hanging on to all the negativity. All you're doing is stewing in it and you are kin- you're continuing the negativity through your sitting around feeling sorry for yourself basically is what it is. So prove you are worthy of forgiveness by accepting it yourself for yourself and then moving forward to rectify the situation with other people through your positive actions. That's really what, you know, an apology doesn't mean shit unless we're out there proving ourselves, making a difference. 
So if you want to forgive yourself, that is a great way to do it. But if you start by forgiving yourself first and then moving on with the actions, it really does paint a picture of, hey, that person is a really awesome person. They just, they made a mistake. They're truly sorry and they're making it right. And then you can feel good about yourself. But if you struggle to be kind to yourself, you might find that it's hard to be kind to others. If being a good person and one that wants to contribute to this world appeals to you, then you have got to start with how you treat yourself. That's why giving yourself grace is so important. When you've erred, when you have failed somebody or failed a situation, you know, everybody is going to be in in that kind of a situation once in a while. Everybody has done it. I don't know of a single soul that hasn't failed somebody at one time or another or who hasn't made a mistake, uh, blundered, you know, embarrassed themselves or others. It is the way life is. That's how we learn and that's how we grow. And I think the most important thing is how do you react? How do you behave when you do blunder? How do you behave when you have failed? You know, it shows strength of character to be able to stand back up again, brush yourself off and keep moving. But when you're doing that publicly, make sure that internally, you are also telling yourself, hey man, I see you, I understand you. Yeah, you really screwed this one up, but guess what? I still love you, you're all right, and we're gonna be okay. When you talk to yourself that way, it makes a big difference rather than berating yourself again and again and, and constantly beating yourself over the head for the same thing. So next time you struggle to forgive yourself for something, Remember, forgiveness is not condoning what happened, okay? It's not, it's not making excuses. It's not condoning it. It's not saying that what happened is okay. But forgiveness is the gift of freedom to move forward in life. It's letting it go, letting go of the past so that you can look forward to the future. That's what forgiveness is. And that is not just about forgiving yourself. It's forgiving others. Remember, Forgiveness is not condoning the bad behavior. It is not saying it's okay. It's just saying, I choose to let it go now so that it doesn't, you know, wind up being like the boulder that sunk me to the bottom of the ocean. I choose to let it go so that it gives me freedom to move forward towards the future instead of being stuck in the past. All right, you guys. Well, I hope that that's helpful to somebody today. Um, I thanks so much for you guys. I thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I've been having so much fun. I'm really, really excited about the direction that the podcast is going now. We've had, we have had the most fun with so many people on this, in this podcast of being on here as guests, but also I am getting messages from people from all over the world constantly, either through my email or my Instagram or my Facebook account. And they are all either just saying, hey, this has been so much fun. I really enjoy what you're doing. Or they're saying, hey, I would love to guest um, on your show. Or, hey, I know somebody that would be a great guest for your show. I'm just tickled because this, I'm so lucky to get to do this. I'm so lucky to be able to have these conversations. And I love talking to you guys one-on-one as well. Um, As much as I do love having the conversations with folks on here that are interesting, Um, and that uplift us and motivate us. I also enjoy having just this this time with you guys alone. I've had a lot of folks say, hey, Patty, um, we like your solo episodes too, so keep doing that. So 
I'm just listening to what you guys are saying. I'm having a ball. Thank you for allowing me to continue doing this. And thank you for listening. Um, a couple quick things before I go today. If you have not grabbed my free PDF, it's a downloadable that's called 10 Tips After 50. I'm going to leave links in the show notes how you can grab that. Otherwise, you can go to the website, which is beautifulsecondact.com. And in the offerings, go to the offerings and grab the freebie. It's a, it's a wonderful downloadable PDF that will give you all kinds of information about my 10 tips after 50. And, you know, I am really in so much of a better place in my 50s than I've ever been in my life emotionally, spiritually. I just, I'm loving life and I want you to all love it too. Thanks again so much for being here. The last thing I wanted to tell you is if you really do want to support the show, the best thing you can do for me is to leave a review leave a rating, um, or share it out with a friend. You know, you can also share this episode, share it on social media. Uh, tag me if you do tag me if you do that though, please really, because I would love to see, uh, who is out there saying what, and I would love to get back to you. I'd love to connect with you. If you have any questions or, um, ideas for the show or just for me in general, you can also reach out to me, um, by email. You can go to Patty. That's P A T T I at beautifulsecondact.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, much love to you guys. I'll be talking to you again next Tuesday and every Tuesday here at Beautiful Second Act. Cheers. Cheers.